I think if you, you do a startup and you think fundraising is the hardest part about it, you should probably not do the startup. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Laura, a well, well, welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, to this special bonus series. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. You are the co-founder of Noi, a platform where you meet new singles every Monday. So, of course, the question comes up immediately. Why do you actually start a dating platform in Switzerland? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good question and I get it asked a lot. I started it... Actually, it was very much a coincidence because we started a COVID helping platform where people could connect to like, I don't know, go shopping or do groceries or whatever. Um, and then it turned into somehow not a dating platform, but people connecting people mm -hmm. and two people actually met through this platform and they got together and then this whole thing got more into dating and yeah, I think it was this like very um, organic, organic development of the platform. And then we got into dating and we thought, okay, there are a lot of problems with online dating nowadays, so we should change that. That's quite an interesting pivot, right? You know, from COVID is, help yeah. platform to dating <laughs> platform. What is the specific thing that you do differently? What makes you unique or also differentiates you from, you know, the many, many other apps that are out there? Yeah, there there are a lot of dating apps. Right. Um, I feel like I've used them all by now with, with fake <laughs> profiles and everything, but um, there are a lot. What we found is that most of the dating platforms, they work like you see a picture and you see a short description or whatever, and then you swipe or you scroll through them or whatever, mm. mostly it's swiping. And then you chat to, I don't know, let's say five to 10 people at the same time, you chat like just, you know, just getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And often people say, I wish I could just talk to them for five minutes, just to, to yeah. get a little bit more about the person and not only like chatting forth and back and maybe meeting and then realizing, oh, it's definitely not a match. Right. So all these matches, they don't really mean anything. And that's what we're trying to change. And we came up with, with our platform, which is completely video based, mm -hmm. where you meet someone in a video call for five minutes and then you meet the next person. So it's, it's kind of like a speed dating in an online version. And it's great because after five minutes talking to someone and seeing the mimic and I don't know, gestic gesture right, yeah. and everything, um, you can really tell okay there is a vibe like we kind of vibe and it doesn't really even matter what you talk about it's just about having a conversation for five minutes and that's that's enough and what we found is that the quality the quality of the matches after you have a five minutes talk which is not a long time mm -hmm. it's um it's very high and that uh, goes into more dates in the offline world and actually spending less time in the in the online dating world. Amazing. Yeah, you, you focus on the important stuff there, right? To get them yeah. offline, to meet face-to-face, -to, -face, to have quality time, yes, basically. definitely. Amazing. And I also wonder, you know, you as an entrepreneur, how does a typical day look like for you, <laughs> if, if such a thing even exists? 
I have to say it's actually quite boring because <laughs> it's I mean startup is is very different to corporate world but on the other hand it's very much the same I think because for me I'm the most efficient if I get up at the same time every day if yeah. I don't work until two in the morning if I'm not doing like a hundred times at the same time because I think most of us even though we don't like the idea of it but most of us actually work like that we we have to get a routine we have to get our sleep and that's when we are actually most productive so for me it's quite boring I get up in the morning I spend a lot of time at the laptop and in calls and <laughs> in speed dating sometimes so. of course yeah that's part of the business <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, I think the power of routines, of habits is really, yeah, it's yeah, very, very strong. Yeah, I think so. When do you get up in the morning? Me, it depends a bit because I now work in the American time zone, basically, with our clients. Uh, so it's usually at around eight o'clock, which is okay. fairly late for Swiss standards. But therefore, I also work much longer in the evening due yeah. to the time difference. Yeah. What about you? I get up at half past six, mm -hmm. I think, around that. That works pretty well. I just like the idea of getting up early. Yeah, I think sure. this is, yeah. yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. We're also here to talk about challenges. And I think one of the biggest challenges that you can face with an early stage startup is fundraising. Eventually you need some funds to build the business, <laughs> to build the product, to grow. So how did you solve and experience fundraising as a challenge at Neu? It is definitely a challenge. Um, for us, I think it was because in switzerland you on i think around the globe everywhere you have this you have these events you have these organizations which are basically supporting um startups which is very important so in switzerland i don't know it would be sictic venture lab yeah. you know swiss and all these kinds of things business angel um but for us that really did not work like we applied to all these events and the pitching and all like we just did all these things but it never worked out or we never got in invited what, what do you think why did they think oh yet another dating app that's not gonna work or what was the reason i think maybe that's one of the reasons they thought okay another dating app but on the other hand i think b2c is difficult in switzerland there are not a lot of um, investors that have invested in b2c companies that actually did did grow and mm -hmm. were a success story so and there <laughs> i don't even know how many investors but maybe just a handful that actually invested in a dating app so it's a new yeah. field for them um yeah i think like b2c is a challenge as itself like with with these organizations because they're not really used to it they normally invest in i don't know switzerland is not is not known for building the best dating apps or building right. the, the biggest, I don't know, social media platforms or whatever. So I think that's, um, that was a challenge. And also for the people like after, after that did not really work out for us. We really focused on business angels and private people that, mm -hmm. that um, believed in us as a team and in the idea. And they were just, I think, then we, we kind of switched our strategy to people that were open for new things. They were really not chilled in a way that they did not care, but they were chilled like, okay, you know what? Let's just try it. That was really that you have, or in our case, we needed people that were open for 
for stuff they they maybe didn't really get or they were like okay you know what I'm just I'm just let's just do it this seems like a fun or cool thing and I believe in this but it's not about like no one said okay um send me all these documents and all this data and I've invested in companies like yours 10 times so let's Mm -hmm. do it it was more the the first thing and I think that is a challenge that we should there should be more people, even private people that become business angels because they want to support young people with ideas and ambitious people right. with ideas. And they're not really, they should not care about the numbers in that early stage yeah. and the security kind of because there is really, really none. <laughs> but this goes really against our Swiss standards, right? Because yes. you think... It, it has to be a secure investment. I want to, you know, reduce the, the risks, the downside. Mm-hmm. So this goes really against our Swiss core values to yeah. a certain degree. Do you think that this is the main reason why not more people are active as business angels and invest in early stage companies? Yeah, maybe. And also, I don't know, the risk taking. Maybe it's also a lack of education that they don't know, you know, where to find good deals or how to structure them or anything of that sort. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And also with us now, we have we have people in there that have never invested in a startup before, mm-hmm. which can also be a downside for us because it is right. important to have people that have been doing this for for quite some time. But on the other other hand, those are people. Yeah, there's just like, you know what? I have all this money. <laughs> I don't know, but I think in Switzerland there are a lot of people having money at the side, mm-hmm. and. Now I have this money and I could just invest in young people with ideas and see how it goes and and trying to support that. I mean, of course, it has to be a good idea and it has to be a good product and a vision and all these things. But um, I'm very happy that we found people that were open enough for that. They were like, yeah, let's let's just do it. So but actually, I have to say that one investor, our, our lead investor, which was also a challenge to find that person. We were talking about it before. Once you have someone with quite a name in the startup scene mm-hmm. that is committed to invest, yeah. it just flows like, it's just, it's nothing. After that, yeah. you're just like, yeah, this person actually invested. And then people like, oh, okay, now I'm thinking about it. So it, it's crazy, right? But that's also yeah. again, very Swiss. Nobody wants to make the first commitment. Yes. They always want to see, oh, who else is there to, again, de-risk which is very natural, but that risk appetite to be the first mover, to go in first into a deal and just make that commitment, that's a bit lacking here. Yeah, that's true. And he actually pushed us to, um, when we told him about investors that were um, asking us for certain documents and numbers Mm -hmm. and and we should like send them all these things, he was like, don't waste your time with that. Like, that's not the investor you want at this time. You want someone who is believing in you and is like, Here's my money. Just I want you to see to do everything you can with it. But that's that's basically what you what you want them to exactly. do. You don't want them to like scan your company, which is not really at the something. later stage. Sure. Yes. Right? Yeah. But at that stage, they probably give you more headaches than actual support. Yeah, I, I think so. And also with, with us, we are a platform, but we're not mm-hmm. even an app based platform yet. And some investors investors were just asking too much about the technical thing but we were not like a tech company they they knew like we were not we're not having like crazy codes or algorithms or everything so 
you need to have people that um, they don't require that from you. Yeah. And I now also wonder in that regard, what do you think, what role did your personality, you as a founder play? Because many people say, I don't bet on ideas, I bet on founders or founding teams. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, how important are you as a founder in that very first fundraising round? Very important, I think, because we, for example, my ex-boss, um, which I worked for, he invested and people that I've been working for before the startup. So those are people you don't have to prove them that you are hardworking because mm -hmm. they basically know you're hardworking. Yep. And with an investor you've never met before and they don't know you, you have to prove yourself within the few minutes or hours that you yep. are the person who is going to do that. So I think in an early, early stage, maybe you, you also, you're just not there as a person yet to, to kind of like, yeah, to just convince, convince someone that you are that person. So just make it easier for yourself and go to people that already know you. So you mm. don't have to prove yourself um, as much. That's a very so, good tip. Yeah, go to people that already know you. Yeah and know how you how you work and and how you are as a person mm -hmm. so it is in the early stage it's it's very important i think yeah i also wonder you mentioned you know these large initiatives like venture cake sick take etc you didn't get funding from them and i can <laughs> imagine you know if i were the founder of a company that gets rejected not even invited to pitch that's quite a frustrating experience what <laughs> now we have to we rant about them so if anyone <laughs> is listening to this invite us no no but i'm i'm I just wondering you know what kept you going in these moments why then didn't you just say well we tried they're not interested let's just give up we do something else what kept you going in in, in these moments i mean it was <laughs> i don't know if, if if that would have stopped us that would have been a really um, good sign that we shouldn't do this because right. I still think fundraising it is a challenge but compared to building a product or a company as its own it's it's really nothing it's it's trying yeah. to convince someone giving you your money but it's not trying to convince thousands of people to use your product for example yeah. so I don't know if fundraising I think if you you do a startup and you think fundraising is the hardest part about it, you should probably not do the startup at I all. I love that, yeah. So. Then you're probably working on the wrong thing. Yeah, I think so. Had you wished for any additional support in the fundraising process or you know, for anything else to make it easier for you? I know you now succeeded, but mm -hmm. it was not always an easy way, although not as difficult as compared to other things as you just mentioned, but had you wished for any additional support? I think it's it's very nice how much um, information you get on the internet, like also people like you do, you try to um, educate people on all these fields. So I think you get actually a lot of tips and tools um, nowadays, but maybe I was wishing for a bit more transparency within the, um, within the founders um, ecosystem or startup mm -hmm. scene because Yes, we do help each other out, but maybe this is especially a female founding thing because I still think that we are a bit, yeah, we we help each other out, but then 
we're not talking about numbers. We're not talking about names. We're not doing introductions to people because we think, oh, if I'm doing an introduction to another startup, then I don't get the funding. And, yeah. you know, so it's helping, but only to a certain level. Mm -hmm. So now I try to, I don't know, for example, just send out your cap table. That That's an example. Because someone, you know, if you see an example of, of someone actually how they did it yeah. it's much um easier and it's it's much more helpful than just getting a template from the internet on the other hand of course i get that you just you can't just send out everything to everybody yeah. but so for me it's important and maybe we can even like make this stronger in switzerland to have you have to have just few people where you have a really strong bond with and you mm -hmm. really help each other like you just share the insights and and that makes it even more um, valuable. I love that. That's great. Do you think what players should actually collaborate more closely to make that happen? Of course, founders. Mm -hmm. But is there anyone else or any other organization that you would like to have involved there to make that happen, to have that closer and more transparent collaboration happening? I think founders is one and also founders that are like further now, but they, I don't know. Sometimes like you have to tell them, just think back, how did you do it like yeah. five years ago? Because sometimes they're forgetting about it. You talk to them and they tell you stuff that they're facing now. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, you started five years ago. How was it at this right. time? So maybe um, founder connecting, but also like through these different stages mm -hmm. and Yep, coming back to the beginning, like uh, business angels in a very early stage, um, how to maybe organizations um, that can help connecting business angels in a very early stage mm -hmm. and startups in a very early stage. Yeah. And also motivating more people to become business angels. Yeah, hopefully. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I think that's that's a huge thing in Switzerland. Yeah. The money's be. there, but uh, it should also be <laughs> yeah, invested. The money's there. <laughs> yeah. So in that regard, we heard about being more, you know, transparent, investing more of your personal money as a business angel in early stage startups. What else can individuals, but also organizations do to make Switzerland more startup from your perspective? Be aware that startups is, is some part of the future. And yeah, it goes in the same, same direction. Like there should be more people becoming business angels, even though they're not in the startup scene like mm -hmm. that much, just be aware that this is an opportunity to do something with your money. Right. And also uh, getting into the startup scene more from early on, like in, I don't know, in school, in if you're doing an apprenticeship or whatever you're doing, um, just know that this is a, a field that you could get into. Basically consider it as a career option or at yeah. least as a thing to support with your money. Yeah. Nice. So I also wonder if now you have been very active in the Swiss startup ecosystem. You also vividly participate at different events that we host. Yes. And I wonder from your perspective, where are we headed as a Swiss startup ecosystem? What trends do you see coming up over the next few years? I think which is a, a very good part and which is definitely growing is the whole female entrepreneurship and, and founding um, scene. And Sometimes we don't want to hear about it anymore, but I, I think as a, as a young woman, I can definitely say there have been things changed or I can basically profit from 
like stuff that other people fight it for because yeah. for me it's yeah I said it and I will say it even again like it's the best time to start a company also as a young woman and there is a lot of support and there are also um, like I met a few male business angels that are looking for female founders like mm -hmm. they're actively looking so there is stuff going on um which is which is very very cool to see and um yeah i think what well, what i would wish for and i i i also think that there is something going on like like i said in in the whole b2c scene and um startups in in that kind of field that we're not just looking at America and saying, oh, this is all stuff that they're doing. <laughs> so um, there's it's a huge thing, but in Europe it's not. So to shift that. Yeah. And I think the beautiful part is also that you now act as a role model so other people can take <laughs> your journeys and inspiration. <laughs> Maybe one day, one day. <laughs> I think probably already today. So please also tell us what is next for Noi? What have you planned for the next 12 months? So we are very close to close our first pre-seed round. And after that, it's very much about building an, an, a product in Switzerland and trying to grow that. We have, like we set up milestones with, with our investors as well, which is which I think is a good thing to like mm -hmm. make it more serious and be like, okay, now we have like, we have these milestones, not only for us, like we have people looking to these milestones which for me it's a good pressure i think um so it's really about the the german speaking part in switzerland now and building actually building our product with like on the technical yeah. side because we have not been doing that we have been very lean in the in the first year mm -hmm. so we just started two weeks ago on coding the whole platform and that's going to be very exciting so, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting times ahead of you then. Also a lot yeah. of work, but exciting times. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of work means means a lot of excitement. That's Absolutely. Good. Yeah. To wrap up today's episode, we also have some rapid fire questions for you. So I either give you a short question or different options to choose from, and you have to answer in one sentence. You're ready? Okay. I'm ready. What was your summer job as a teenager? It's actually not as a teenager because I had, um, and I still have sometimes, now I just do it once a month or something, but I worked um, last year for, I think, two years um, part-time as a, at an, it's not a hot dog, it's actually a hot dog startup. Nice. But I was, was working there, like, selling hot dogs. And funny story about it is that we had once an event um and it was a startup investor event, but the, they actually, I mean, they don't care about the startups, like the people that, that do the hot dogs. Mm -hmm. So they just said, okay, we have another event coming up, like who is who is free to, to work there? And I said, yeah, why not? And then I realized because I was doing my startup, I'm like, okay, this is actually a startup event where we, we are going to sell the hot dogs. So I I did meet um, or I did met uh, business angels there, and it mm -hmm. was it was really funny because I had all this I had this clothes on for like selling the hot dogs and doing the hot dogs, and it was just it was this weird uh, situation, like just going after people and be like, hey. I'm actually selling hot dogs <laughs> now, but usually <laughs> I'm having my own startup. So I think it's it's a nice example of like every situation can be an opportunity to yeah. meet um, 
very interesting people and important people for you. Always be pitching. Always be pitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you most proud of in your life? Oh, that's a hard one. On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I went abroad with 14. And that really helps me also now with the startup to just, yeah, I think once you have been in the situation where you really jump into cold water, mm-hmm. you it's easier to just repeat that because you, you kind of feel like you can feel it. Okay, this is a situation where I either jump or I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So now if I get that feeling, I can be more confident in like, okay, you should definitely do it. I'm ready to jump. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Vintetour or Zurich? <laughs> Um, I have to say Zurich. I mean, I work in Winterthur, but I don't know. Zurich is just so much cooler. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I love Winterthur as well, but it's just, yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. (laughs) What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I was laughing because (laughs) you sent me this question and it said, what would you say to your 20 year old self? And I was like, yeah, that's basically... <laughs> that's basically you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, pff, oh my God, I don't know. I feel like I'm still too too young to answer that question because I'm probably going to answer 10 years from now and then I have a really good answer. That's good. Then we're just going to meet and do the next podcast in 10 years. I think so, because now I'm just like, I don't know, <laughs> just keep going. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one for you today, investor or entrepreneur, if you had to choose one. I would choose entrepreneur and entrepreneurs as investors. So I think nice. that's a good combination. Absolutely. Laura, thank you so much for stopping by and for coming on the show. All the best, lots of success with Noy, and we're very excited to see what you're building and doing in the future. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.